one guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My guest today is John Webber, host of Monday Morning's Magic With from 10am through until 1. We'll hear from John after his first choice, which takes us back to 1930. Let me sing a happy song from Al Jolson. What care I who makes the laws of a nation? Let those who will take care of its rights and wrongs. You're very welcome to this edition of Music Was My First Love. Tell us about your first choice, Let Me Sing a Happy Song. It goes back to my, my very early days. I was 10 year old when the war started, 1939. And my sister, who played the piano very well and played what they call a piano accordion, which you don't see these days. Uh, she had two pianos in her house and one in my grandmother's house. And she used to play the piano and I'd just sit there and listen. And that's spawned my interest in music. And of course, as the war came on, I was only 10 years old, but they allowed me in. We used to go to the pub across the road <laughs> to play skittles, perhaps, in Panathis. Well, we used to go to play, they, the ladies would play skittles. And then the warning, the airy warning would go. We would wait till the bangs came, which meant the bombs were coming down. And then we'd dive into the shelter, which was attached to the pub. And when that had finished, we'd come back out and we'd all have a sing song. And my sister knew virtually every song that Jolson ever made. And she knew all the words. She was quite wizard with it. You've been with Radio Glamorgan since 1998. What, what first got you involved? I'd always wondered what it would be like to be a broadcaster and then I found I had time on my hands because retirement, etc, etc. And then I saw an advert in the South Wales Echo from Nick Clark in the early days of Nick yeah. Clark uh, and it said apply and I applied and I came through and, I, and um, I mean the hospital's changed quite a bit since then. Uh, the concourse area was quite different to what it is now and uh, I met Len Smith and Roger Thomas in the the foyer of the concourse and in those days we were where the A&E is now used to be an underground car park and basement for the hotel and they're still there some of them but our studio was down there miles from anywhere so as well as uh, seeing a lot of changes within the hospital, you've obviously seen a lot of changes with Radio Glamorgan. I mean, with this new studio as well that we've got. Yes, well, I, I, I remember the meeting. We had a meeting in the Albany Hotel. We had a meeting there and there was Nick Clark and Claire and myself and Andrew Jones and a couple of others. And that's when the plans were shown us for, for this studio. And it wasn't like this then. It was, um, it's been improved since we moved mm. in here, you know, it, it uh, but the, the, the old days way down in the depths was, uh, was quite something. <laughs> I've heard some stories. We, we had to switch the whole thing on ourselves when you started the programme. You had a master switch that you right. had to switch, which was very dodgy master switch. You were never <laughs> quite sure if it was going to work or not. <sighs> two turntables, three CD players, two cassette players. So, you know, we just had to get on with it. Your second choice, John, takes us back to a song written in 1885. Tell me about Glenn Miller's 1942 recording of American Patrol. Well, this, this takes me through the war years. And Glenn Miller was, uh, was the one that everybody listened to. There were lots of other... There were three bands uh, of the, um, the Allied Forces Network, the AEF, Allied Expeditionary Forces. There were three bands, the Canadian band of the AEF, and there was the British band of the AEF with uh, Sergeant George Melacrino in charge. And then there was the American band of the AEF, Glenn Miller. But for reasons best known to what was still the BBC, 
uh, Glenn Miller got, got the most publicity. And the American Patrol, or any Glenn Miller track actually, reminds me of those years because he was always there. The band was always there. The, the big bands um, were the thing during the war. There were very few small groups. Uh, you had the Sky Rockets and the Squadronaires, um, the Blue Rockets, which were the Fleet Air Arm. Then you had people like Joe Loss and Geraldo and Billy Cotton. Big band was the thing. And that, that took us through the war years, the big band. John, has there always had music in your life? Was there music growing up at home? Not really, other than my sister. They say I had a brother who spent most of his life at sea. He, he was a sailor. Lots of people in Penarth were in the Merchant Navy. Yeah. And uh, he spent most of his life at sea, and he wasn't a great music fan. My father wasn't a great music fan. My mother liked some, what she liked, but you couldn't say she was a great music fan either. But my sister was. It rubbed off with one of her daughters, who is still alive. Uh, she passed uh, quite a few exams in the School of Music in Cardiff. I used to take her in and sit there for hours and hours while she was doing the exam. And she passed quite a few exams uh, with the piano, but I think, sadly, she doesn't use the piano at all these days. Now then, the unmistakable vocals of Ms. Ella Fitzgerald in your next choice. Tell me about my happiness. As you say, unmistakable Ella Fitzgerald. I saw her in the, what used to be the Empire Theatre in Queen Street. There was the Empire Theatre, the Audion and the Olympia, the yeah. three cinemas. And the Empire used to have some have concerts. This particular track I picked because I was conscripted into the army in 1947. You didn't have a choice, you just went. Yeah. You tried to pick what you wanted. I picked the Navy and ended up in the army. Very quickly, because I knew a bit about weapons and things, I passed my primary training, initial training, and I went on. Uh, they sent me overseas very quickly. I went to Palestine first of all um, for a few months and then came back out into the Middle East land forces in the canal zone etc and despite all the talk about Vera Lynn and Anne Shelton and all those wonderful singers being so popular the real popular record in the Middle East land forces which covered a huge area was this one Ella Fitzgerald and My Happiness and I didn't have a copy of it until the lovely John Wills he saw the album in a charity shop in Panath. 75th birthday celebration. That's right. He saw it in a charity shop in Panath and he said, I know somebody that likes Ella Fitzgerald. And he bought it for me and brought it in. A million years it seems Have gone by since we shared our dreams Tell me about uh, the Monday morning show on Radio Glamorgan and what your listeners get to hear. I, I guess it's much of what we're playing now. Yes, I, I try to I try to vary it as uh, as much as possible. I I don't play a lot of pop. Music. So there's no Ed Sheeran on your show. No one again. Oh, well, very rare. Okay. Very rare. But no one again. But lots of stuff I I I don't understand it myself, <laughs> and, and <laughs> it just doesn't appeal to appeal to me to be quite honest. And I really don't think that there's such a need for it because even the modern day people, one of one or two that I've got in my selection, are still as good now as they were when they started. And uh, if the BBC in particular paid more attention to their listeners, I think there'd be more of that sort of music coming on. Yeah. But uh, I play a, a bit of a mixture for the first hour, tend to try and get a bit of jazz in 
and some jazz vocals for the second hour and the last hour is always a selection of love songs being a hopeless romantic it's, <laughs> it's always a selection of love songs your next choice is from the man who Michael Parkinson calls the governor, Frank Sinatra, yes. uh, with three coins in the fountain. Was it this particular song you wanted, or was it about choosing something by Sinatra? Uh, a bit of both, actually, Andrew, a bit of both. Um, Delphine and I, my wife and I, we are great music fans, uh, both of us. She knows what she likes. She hasn't got as broad a field as me, but she knows what she likes. But we do like uh, musics. We like musicals. We like musical shows and concerts and so on. We go regularly went to the films. Uh, you know, we regularly went to films. Used to be rugby in the afternoon and films in the evening. And a long time ago, there was a thing called Cinemascope. The Empire had one, the Olympia had one, and the Park Hall Cinema had one. It's gone now, the Park Hall Cinema. But the Cinemascope was a huge screen that spread around the cinema. And you, you sat in the middle and the sound was such that you felt they were behind you uh, as well as in front of you. Yeah, the sound was absolutely magnificent. And the Cinemascope film that this song comes from, Three Cons in the Fountain, it's Frank's first number one. Ah, OK. Frank, his first number one. In this country? Yes. And uh, the film was in the Park Hall Theatre and it was there for ages and ages and ages. And having learned a lot from my father who uh, were he still alive would be a couple of years older than you so around about the same kind of music yeah. Sammy Khan was a very clever songwriter yes yes Sammy Khan was, was extremely clever you had Cole Porter of course and yeah. Gershwin and, uh, and people like that uh, Jimmy Van Hoosen worked with Sammy Khan and, and they wrote some wonderful stuff three coins in the fountain each one seeking happiness Next choice, John, is from Jack Jones, who I remember as a kid, my mum and dad watching variety shows on TV that you would always guest on. Uh, wonderful singer and entertainer. Tell me about The Shadow of Your Smile. This, well, this is uh, my tribute um, to St David's Hall in Cardiff, which uh, opened in 1982. Uh, it could have been any one of many, many singers, uh, in fact, but I picked Jack Jones because uh, we saw every concert that he ever did in St David's Hall. We also saw him uh, in Coventry once, would you believe? We went to Coventry God. to see him. And his father appeared on the stage with him, uh, Alan Jones from Midronda, I think they yeah. were originally, his father was originally. And he, he appeared on the stage with him. But um, St David's Hall, one of the, it changed the scene in Cardiff. It, it, it was somewhere to go at last. The acoustics were absolutely superb and still are, of course. Mm. It's been there so long now that people don't appreciate it. It would be nice in a, a, a wonderful world would be to take it away for a couple of weeks and then people would suddenly yeah. realise what's gone and then bring it back again. I went to the, the, the very first pop concert that I was taken to uh, was the very first pop concert at St David's, yeah. which was Hot Chocolate. Yes. About 80, 81. Yeah. Uh, is Jack Jones still recording? Every so often he pops up with a farewell tour. <laughs> um, you know, he comes to this country for a farewell tour. But I think a superb singer. One of the very few that could possibly take the place of Sinatra. Not really take his place, but he came very close. He's up there with him. To up there with him. And the other one was Victor Moan, yeah. who I also saw in St. David's Hall. And light the dawn, look into my eyes, 
my love I'm singing in the rain Just singing in the rain What a glorious feeling I'm happy again The wonderful Gene Kelly, quite easily the finest dancer other than Fred Astaire, perhaps, you must give him that. Quite easily the finest dancer ever graced the screen. We've seen most of the big shows in the Wales Millennium Centre. Uh, that track was a tribute to the Wales Millennium Centre uh, as well as St David's. And um, we saw most of the very big shows there. And you, as you probably know, you buy your ticket and you go to the door and he tears your ticket and you go in, you sit down, etc., etc. So we had seats because uh, Delphine by then was having trouble with her eyes, so we always like to get in the front row if we can. So we walked into the theatre, the doorman looked and he looked at the ticket and he said, oh, front row. And we said yes, and he took out, out of the box by the side of him, he took out two little packages. And he said, there you are, good luck. And we thought, what, 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 what's, what's all this about? And we went in and we sat down and then came the announcement. Well, the people sitting in the first two or three rows put their wetsuit on. <laughs> and when we, when we opened the package, it was a, a poncho. And we had to put the poncho on. And it was a good job we did because they did the splashing sequence. Oh, brilliant. Right on the front edge of the stage and the water was coming over in waves. It was. And that's why he said good luck. And that's why he said good luck. <laughs> Three hours on a Monday uh, is around, well, I worked it out, about 40, 42 tracks. Does the show take a lot of planning? Yes, I could probably do it quicker, but I, I do it with the old-fashioned paper and pencil yeah. and play some of the tracks and make sure I've got the right one in the right place, try to be as professional as possible at my age. <laughs> and um, I usually start on a, a, a Wednesday afternoon and I'll jot a couple down and then... I'll do a bit Wednesday night, if there's no football. Yeah. Uh, then I'll go and sit with Dell. We'll sit together for a while. Then I'll go on back on on Thursday, and then Friday. And if there's no football on Saturday, I'll do a bit on Saturday, and so on and so on. And that's about it. It's, it takes me from about the middle of the following week, yeah. the, the week that I do it, to get it ready. Sometimes I got to adjust it on the Sunday morning, but not very often. But it keeps it. I find that by doing it over a few days. You're fresh. If you try to do it all in That's one right. go, right. you, you you don't so much get bored, but you get tired. It's tedious, and then you're just putting anything in. Exactly. I I do it. I do the first hour, and I'll start the second hour, and then when I had a rest or whatever, and I go back in, I'll pick up the first hour and read through it. Right. And think, ah, 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 ah. I'm a hands man, craftsman, you know, yeah. tradesman. I'm not an office stenographer or anything like that so shorthand or, or um, what do they call them bullet points and that sort of thing I know nothing about that no. so I write something down and then when I read it the second time I realise that that's not what I wanted to say <laughs> in um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who was Keely Smith? Keely Smith uh, sang with I've never found out whether they were married but they were certainly a couple uh, Louis Prima Yeah I know the great Louis Prima and Keely Smith was his, she sang with his band. But they were a couple, I think. They, they were an item, the two of them. And they set the place alight. They'd row on stage. They'd be doing a show and they'd row. She'd go to sing something and she'd realise that the orchestra wasn't quite right. And she'd stop and have a go at him on the stage. <laughs> it was hilarious. This particular track is with 
the great Nelson Riddle Orchestra. It's magic. The stars desert the skies and rush to nestle in your eyes. It's magic. That's the wonderful Keeley Smith, and I picked that particular track. Uh, it's the signature tune or the opening tune uh, every Monday morning without fail. I, I, I've got to use in Keeley Smith now because I found it uh, in one of our uh, stacks of CDs that we have. The reason I, where I got it from, my eldest son, Michael, lives in California. He lives in San Francisco. He's been there a long time and we went there on a trip some years ago and he had an open top BMW. A real uh, shed of a car, nice. but, uh, worth an awful lot yeah. of money if it was in this country. And we were literally cruising down Highway 1 in California, which stretches from the Mexican border to the Canadian border, I believe. And we were cruising along. And there was a, a radio station playing, uh, you name it, Sinatra, Tony Bennett, and so on and so on. And suddenly this one, he played this one. And I'm listening to this, of course, I'm in heaven listening to this, mm. and Delphine in the back. And when it finished, he said, the wonderful Keeley Smith, this is Magic 69. And that was the name of the radio station, Magic 69. Oh, right. okay. And it's still going today. Uh, the name from 69 was yeah. when he started, and it is still going in the San Francisco area today. And when I was thinking about doing my, when I was started doing the program, I suddenly thought I, went, I need a signature tune. And that, that fitted the bill. Your son, uh, you mentioned one son, uh, your other son Ian is also with Radio Glamorgan. It must be nice to have him follow in your footsteps with his own show and also uh, that of course he took over John Wills' time slot on a Sunday. Yes, it was, it's, um, it's only a couple of years he's been doing it. Uh, but it was out of the blue, he said to me one day, uh, Dad, I'd like to go on the radio station. I said, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it, no, he said, I don't want you to put in a word. He said, just get me the necessary form and leave it to me. Um, so I did. You know, he's gone from strength to strength. Yeah. I mean, he's, he plays on, he does a program on a Sunday night, which is uh, rock and roll and blues, or rock, not rock and roll. There's a distinct difference yes, between the two. Uh, it's rock music and blues. You know, he, he just got on with it, and, and he just came, came in with John Wilson, Simon, on Sundays. I think he came in with me once, but uh, <laughs> he was frightened that I was getting confused <laughs> because he was there. <laughs> Believe it or not, next up uh, is a favourite of my Saturday night show, The Night Train, the wonderful, wonderful vocals of Etta James and, and something slightly more up-tempo from your choices. I like up-tempo music. I, uh, you know, I, 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 I love the blues. I, I learnt that. I knew, it, knew about it before Ian started into it, uh, but I know a lot more about it now than I did before. And Etta James is one of his favourites and she's certainly one of my favourites. And uh, if you like, uh, that's my tribute to my son Ian because I, I think he's done very well and I can't push his programme on a Sunday no. too much. And he loves Etta James and I like Etta James as well. I'm more money than any man should. From something more up-tempo uh, to something for your ninth choice, um, Up To Date, and Michael Bublé's version of The Very Thought Of You, a track recorded by the likes of Sinatra, Doris Day, Sarah Vaughan, Nutkey Cole, and many others. Now, I'm a fan of Michael Bublé, and since he first appeared on the scene in the mid-90s, 
has been and and still is he's a breath of fresh air whether he's singing whether he's being interviewed yes that's one of the reasons i picked it because uh, as i said to you earlier i don't uh, i don't play much pop music on my on my program but i feel that this is as good as any modern day pop music yeah uh, recordings like this uh, will always hold up when uh, a lot of the stuff that is played today will be gone and michael michael bubley had um a couple of difficult years. His son was yes. extremely ill, and he more or less gave up uh, the business altogether. Uh, I've got every album he's made, uh, and this one is about two albums ago, I would think, this particular track. I play this on my programme. I always play it in the, in the last hour of the programme because the last hour is always love song. Yeah. And to me, this uh, is the definitive love song. You listen to the words... And that's it, you know, there's not much else you can say uh, after you've listened to the words in this particular song. I've got many recordings of it, but uh, now I've got this one, I think this is probably the best. Every thought of you And I forget to do Tenth and final choice, John, is the incredible Barbara Streisand with a song first recorded in 1970 but didn't see the light of day for another 42 years uh, on the 2012 Release Me album. You've chosen in this last hour some incredible vocalists and here along with Ella and Etta and, and Buble and Sinatra is one of the finest. Uh, yes, in my opinion, I've left the best to last. There's nobody in her class. There, there no. really isn't nobody in her class. And... Um, Sadly, there doesn't appear to be anybody coming up that will take her place. Barbara Streisand just goes on and on and on. Uh, I've got her latest album called Walls, and there's a, a recording, uh, a version of Imagine on that that is quite superb. It's quite out of this world. Um, and I, I shudder to think what will happen when, uh, when she decides to pack up. Well, she'll go on and on, I would think. Yes, and I'd like to think of this one. Uh, I call this, and I say it on my morning programme, uh, I call this the presenter's prayer because if you've got any pretensions to doing the programme properly, uh, these are the words you should be thinking. Did we get it right this time? <laughs> <laughs> I should play at the end of all of my shows. <laughs> Uh, John, I I'm sure you won't mind me saying, uh, but in 2019 you celebrated your 90th birthday and obviously still enjoying life and enjoying Radio Glamorgan uh, with no plans to slow down or cut back? No, no, I, I, I just keep going. Uh, you know, I, it's well known amongst um, my wife, Ian, Michael, well known amongst my close circle of friends. I play balls. Uh, I've got a season ticket for Cardiff City. I play skittles in the winter. Mm -hmm. I go to the gym twice a week. I go swimming. But when all said and done, at the very end, I hope that the last activity I will still be doing uh, will be uh, Radio Glamorgan. I drive still, mm -hmm. but I would get here if I had to come on the bus. I love doing it, absolutely love doing it. Um, and I don't push my music to people. I just play it and let them make up their own mind but I would love it to be the very last activity that I carry on and do. I've really enjoyed the last hour. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. Right here in my hand Then I touched it You 
been listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where volunteer John Webber has been choosing 10 of his favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolfe, and join me again soon when another Radio Glamorgan volunteer chooses their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love.